0: If I feel like I'm the reason why, my just me as a one person is the reason why our program's having success. Um, boy, am I in for it!
1: Hey y'all and welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content, husband of Brooke and father of five young people, and I'm joined today by my lovely co-host who happens to be my wife as well.
0: Hey guys, I'm Brooke, owner of Reclaim the Home, Justin's wife and mother of five, we're so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and
1: living life with purpose. Welcome to Guild Stories. Man, we're super pumped. We are kicking off season two in a big way. Uh, we're joined today by the head men's basketball coach of William Jewell College, Coach Chris McCabe. Coach, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Justin. It's exciting. Well, it's exciting. we're we're excited and... and uh, frankly, a little bit, um, in, in, not embarrassed, that's the wrong word, we are humbled to have you because a guy who is in middle of the season, taking over a program, rebuilding the culture, extend, you know, building upon a, a, a really cool foundation, which we'll hear about, um, to get time with you, bro, is, is super yeah. cool. So we're, we're grateful that you'd carve out time yeah. with us, man.
0: No, it's neat. It's neat to be able to tell a story about what we're doing, how we're doing it. Um, so we'll We'll see how how on track we could stay because uh, there's certainly some <laughs> some places we could go with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're, we're we're pumped to have you. So before we get into kind of the hoop stuff and the today reality, just give our listeners a quick background. Like, who are you, man? Like, where'd you come from? Give us a little bit of your story, and then we'll we'll kind of just dive right in.
0: Yeah. So I did this when I when I introduced myself to the uh, uh, folks in in August at a meet the coaches event, and I told them I said, you know, I'm. I'm Rich and Tracy's son. You know, Alex is my brother. melinda's my wife. Eliana is my daughter. And, and that's who I am, right? I'm. A, I'm. I'm. Those are my people. Um, they're the people who, who've helped me and and who who just mean so much to me. And so, I, um, you know, I I grew up in Overland Park. Um, I, I attended high school in a you know in the Shawnee Mission School District, just like you know thousands of other people did. And I. I had dreams of uh, I'm a competitive dude. I love sports. Um, but it got to a point where in my life I realized that I wasn't good enough to keep playing. So I had to figure out a way to, to be involved in it. And, and so my parents always pushed me to just, you know, whatever I was doing, I needed to do it with a lot of, a lot of pride and a lot of effort. And, and so I did that. And, 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 you know, for me it was always sports. It's what I was drawn to. Mm. Um, and, and so they helped kind of mold me in that way. Um, and then my brother, you know, was, was quite the superior athlete, which is kind of the way it works, right? The older brother's the, the rule follower and he's the rule breaker. Are you the oldest? I am. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, you know, he accomplished quite a bit as an athlete, played college football and is doing quite well for himself. And then, and then, you know, left and, and I knew I wanted to continue. And so I went from high school in shiny mission. And then I went over to, um, Johnson County community college and spent a year uh, with Mike Jeffers who. Is retiring this year after 29 years as a head coach at Johnson County uh, um, of hoops, he, hoops yeah, coach. Okay, yeah, okay. And so he um, he helped me kind of get involved in the college game, and and I met some friends that are that are I met some people that turned into friends that are that are still very very dear to friends of mine. And, and the reason I'm in Liberty. Um, so when I got to Johnson County. Uh, You went to school in Johnson. Okay, okay. Yeah, so Johnson, uh, my first year at Johnson County, freshman in college, um, Chad Fleming, Liberty High School, um, was a player there, and Chad and I just struck up a friendship, and still to this day are best Mm -hmm. friends, and Chad's the reason I'm in Liberty, because uh, as the story goes, I went from Johnson County to K-State, and I got done with K-State, and a couple opportunities fell through, and um, there was an opportunity here through a connection with Chad and his father, Steve. Cool. Um, so you, yeah, I mean, I went from went from Shawnee Mission South to Johnson County, Johnson County to K State, and nice. Um, I've been in Liberty thirteen years and and love it. That's awesome, I love
1: man. it I love it. So um, I'm curious, kind of back in, into your competitive days, like. What did you play growing up? Like what sports were you into? And 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 I hit that same moment of like, yeah, I love sports, but like actually not that athletic. <laughs> um, so it's it, a hard reality. Yeah, to hit, it sucks, man. Right? it sucks. It I sucks. was
0: better. I created myself on the video games to be a lot better than I actually <laughs> no, was no, as, as, as the right. real player. That's right. Um, no, I played. I played uh, a lot of baseball and basketball growing up. Nice. Um, and, and I loved it. I didn't play football as a youth. Just uh, my dad was a very very accomplished football player, and mm. and I just didn't have the the, the desire for the youth football scene, the, the mm. physicality of it, just everything as a, a kid growing up. My mom wasn't really into it as a youth, and but then when I got to high school, then I then I played and really enjoyed it. And and what, one of the things and that turned kind of my I had the potential to to play college football, small college football, and, and my opening senior season of football, I went to uh, my senior year went to return a kick and I got hit on the opening kickoff uh. of our entire season. I, I shattered my collarbone, had three screws in it. And so at that point I realized, well, football is not in my, my future. Um, mm, and and, sorry, and so, so it's just kind of those moments. But but playing and being involved in different sports was really neat because when I look back on it, some of my very best friends are from playing baseball. Mm. Some of them are football. Some of them are basketball. Some of them cross over. Others don't. So it's just really neat to have, you know, a, a different perspective. and you know, a lot of things in coaching. Um, I learned from those different coaches too, in the different sports.
1: That's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. So, Johnson County, K State. Um, I, I may not get these details right. You met Melinda at K State, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct. So, yeah. Melinda's the wife, your wife. Yeah. Um, tell us about that.
0: Well, so so it's probably my mom's favorite story to ever tell me, <laughs> but um, so I'm. I'm working as a student assistant at K-State from 2003 to 2006 with Jim Oldridge. Okay. and um, they're helping me get through school, and, and I'm loving life. So, so side note here, Jim Woldridge was the head coach. He's currently athletic director at a Riverside Community College. Okay. His associate head coach, when I got there, the guy that I interviewed and gave me the job is a student assistant's name is Mike Miller. Mike Miller is six games into the being the head coach of the New York Knicks right now because oh. he was the... He's worked his way through through Whoa. the ranks, and so so it's funny. And then another buddy of mine who helped me get the K State or get the William Jewell job um, is a guy named Jimmy Ogus and Jimmy's the head coach at Henderson State, um, nice. who nice. just went and beat Pitt State last night. So the connections, right? I mean, they're they're all intertwined. But but I just That's thought awesome. it was I was watching the NBA League Pass last night and got to see Coach Miller. Um, out not there not coaching, a bad gig. So. That's not a bad gig. No, your office is <laughs> Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, it's not bad, man. No,
0: I take it. But um, so so so. Anyways, I'm I'm working that long hours with those guys. I'm helping kind of try to make my mark in my my career and, and what I'm wanting to do. And uh, my mom keeps telling me, you know, you're in college. You got to go out and meet people. You're you're never gonna meet a, you know your friends or your your any girlfriends at K State. You're never gonna meet them in, in Bramlage. Well, sure enough, Melinda was the director of marketing and promotions in the athletic department. So. <laughs> Uh, as as history has it, I did meet my future wife in Bramlage. Wow, so right. so my mom my mom was wrong. The only time mom's ever been wrong, but she was wrong about that because I I met Melinda in Bramlage. As she was working events, and so we started dating in February. And then she went off to do some awesome things at University of Oregon, and um, I got here to Liberty. And and so 13 14 years later, you know, here it is.
1: That's great. That's awesome. So cool. So so help us, um, you know, kind of understand. You, student assistant at K-State, and then you pop up to random little little old Liberty, Missouri. Um, what was that job? Like, what, what, what yeah. brought you here? Yeah, well, what, what
0: I mean, not to bore everybody with the details, but when I left K-State, the staff that I worked with, um, that staff was no longer there. So that was the transition period when they hired uh, Coach Huggins to come in and follow Coach Holbridge and the okay. staff that was there, so... That staff was was going different places, mm-hmm. and so there was there was the potential for a lot of opportunities with the staff as they were breaking up and going different places. But it got to the point where it kept getting harder and harder mm-hmm. to connect because the timelines for them were changing, the timelines for me were changing. Then it was getting to the point where I got to figure out a job. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Chad Fleming, good buddy of mine, I, uh, who who was always just is a close friend, confidant. We were always just talking and. He said, well, you know, until you find something, you know, you might consider applying in Liberty. Um, I grew up there. It's a great place. Uh, my dad works, um, you know, in the central office. I can mention him, mention to you that you'll apply to look for your application. I said, well, I'll do it, but, I, you know, I don't really know if this is what it's going to be. And so um, if you rewind, let's see, 13, 14 years ago, um, I, at this time I was, I was not even a semester completed as the high school uh, study hall monitor is what I was doing, (laughs) and I was volunteering. I wasn't even paid to be a coach
1: because I was
0: volunteering. I was um, to monitor six, seven periods of study hall and be a volunteer assistant with the basketball program, and so Roger Sturz, head Coach Liberty um, gave me that opportunity to volunteer, and so, um, you know, it's just crazy how it works because you look at it now and everybody feels like, you know, the path is just this slow, steady ascension, but in reality, you know, 14 years ago, I wasn't sure wasn't sure what in the world, you know, I was doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, so then, and then that unfolded to look like what? Yeah. Well, (laughs)
0: it's so funny you say it because Roger was, is a phenomenal man and somebody who's so, so awesome to work with and work for. And so he really empowered me and that turned into being able to be on staff in a in a paid position as I worked through to get my master's um, and get into, you know, a teaching certificate and get into education. And um, so it just slowly turned into, okay, this is something that's going to be a placeholder to, no, I see a little bit of a passion in this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I enjoy it. And and the people were great and um, encouraging to me about, you know, this is something you could do. Why don't you go ahead and pursue it? So then I would pursue it. And and, and ironically enough, and I, I won't, mention who but right life would be a lot different if after my second year of the job that i high school job that i interviewed for as a head coach they gave it to me they didn't Mm. and then the year after that when i interviewed for a high school head coaching job they didn't give me that opportunity and think about how different it would be right if either one of those situation works out hindsight's 2020 but you know it didn't work out and, and bought some time and then had the opportunity when liberty split um to open uh liberty north and so um, maybe the non-activity or the non-movement and yeah. the patience <laughs> created this, but, um, some of it's surely just dumb luck too.
1: Yeah, sure. But man, like what a, what a cool lesson to, to maybe it's just because it resonates with me currently, but like, Hey, sometimes when you, when you don't get a thing or you don't get the job or you don't get the client, like that frustration or that impatience or that kind of, at least for me, kind of that simmering stuff mm-hmm. that you're like, damn, like, damn it. Like this should be easier or better or faster or whatever. Um, it's cool to hear, like, maybe we don't know the whole story. Like maybe we don't know what's unfolding.
0: And, and so that's so easy to say back in hindsight though. Of course. Right after of it course. happens. But there's so much that goes on in the, in the process of getting to that point to mm-hmm. try to close it that when it doesn't happen, you know, you just get so – I don't know, not defeated, but, but curious as to, you know, why? And, and now, right. I mean, if the table, if, if, if we added a microphone and had the athletic director or the principal of one of those two places that I interviewed for, mm-hmm. right. I mean, the the stories about why they didn't hire me or why they didn't think it was a fit. I mean, that that's their prerogative and good yeah. for them for, yeah. for saying that this is what they believed in. Yep. And I've never felt the need to go and prove them wrong. That's mm-hmm. not the point. The point is, in leadership, they get to pick what they want to do. That's what they thought was best at that time. And so, at the same time, I just got to go do the job I've got the best I can. Yeah. And yeah. and so, but it's hard. It's hard when, when it happens. Sure. You know, it's easier after.
1: Yeah. After time passes. Yeah, of course. So at Liberty North, and I, I can't wait to get to the the jewel portion of this conversation um, because I think there's a, a ton that you can help us kind of unpack and learn from. But. Liberty North. You open a brand-new school, brand-new building, brand-new. Like, from the ground up, you get to – I mean, we're looking in, in our office at a big whiteboard, right? Like, right. it's a clean slate. There's no – there's nothing other than your thing, your yeah. foot, your fingerprints. Like, what was that like?
0: Oh, I mean – Nine years, right? Probably, yeah. So, okay. so nine years, nine seasons, yeah. So, open yeah. in 10, 11. Um, you know, it was probably more intimidating than – I I realize yeah. looking back on it. Um I always joke it, it only took 2 games to be the all-time winningest and losingest head coach at the place. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you win the first and you lose the second. You got both records right out of the shoot. Wow. That's funny. Um but it was special. Um So so I'll say this, it was special because of of the people. Um mm-hmm. Marty Jacobs is the principal, long-time principal Liberty. He opened the school, and, and he was part of the interview process. And when he interviewed me, Dr. Jacobs and I have a shared vision of, of building programs and the way that it needs to go. So I knew there was alignment. Um, and so that's a term that I think is just so important when you're trying to build something is um, I, di- I never felt isolated in what I was trying to build. I felt like our basketball program was part of the school, not um, separate of the school, but I also didn't think it was the most important thing in the school because there were so many other programs and people and things that were going on. So I, it was an incredible opportunity to start from scratch because there was no precedent that was there. Um, I had a group. At one point, I looked out on the floor our first year, so we opened without seniors. Okay. Um, so the, the freshmen like weren't in the building. <laughs> well, a little bit. <laughs> We had one player on the floor at one point who played junior varsity basketball um, the year before on the floor. Another player was injured who, who had played junior varsity basketball the year before. And, of course, this was at Liberty. Everybody else hadn't played. So I look out when we're playing the number two ranked team um, in, in January in the state, in St. Joe Lafayette. This might have been December. And I look out on the floor. We have nobody who's ever played above freshman basketball on the varsity floor against the number two And that was a moment that I'll never forget because we were in the game. We were playing so hard, and those guys knew no different, right? They were playing varsity basketball. It was important to them. But just that symbolic way of, like, building the program, like, everything was new. It was new to them. The experience was novel. Um, And the patience of those players um, and those parents, and let's not separate those because those are connected. Um, to trust us that what we were doing was the right way to do it. There wasn't an immediate expect expectation of how many wins, how much playing time, how many yeah. points. Yeah. But be a part of the program and and trust your coaches. And So I opened with a group of, at that time it was sophomores, um, that, that over the course of three years we went from winning eight games to going 24 wins, 23 wins, back-to-back Final Fours. And it was Dang. a group that you're as good as your people. Right. And those are my people. I mean, those people did it and, and they're still v- very, very integral parts of my life still to this day um, because they knew they were doing something bigger than themselves. And so now when they look back on the program at North, they know they helped lay that foundation. And so that's awesome. the neat part when you look back on it is how many people feel like they have their fingerprints on the foundation of it.
1: That's cool, man. That's so cool. Um, and, 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 I think it's it's going to be a fascinating conversation to hear your current gig because in many ways, at least from the outside looking in, you you inherited the opposite of a blank slate. <laughs> like yeah, you and yeah. you inherited this um, stone foundation that's been laid and poured and like settled right. Um, that you know, for for those that don't know, you you replaced and uh, again. In many ways, probably a legend in the coaching ranks. No, without a doubt. Okay, cool. Right. Um. So, forty-year head coach, same school, big, you know, kind of deep roots. Like you, you, you say in in the basketball circles, which I'm clearly not like as part of it as you are, but you say the name William Jewell. You know, any time up to eighteen months ago, right. And the 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 synonym was Larry Hawley. right. Right. So like. I'm, I'm just fascinated by, hey, Blank Slate, Liberty North built it exactly the way you wanted to. Certainly probably made mistakes, would do things differently to some extent, but, like, you built it, you let it. This thing is like, whoa, okay, like, now you're replacing or, or yeah. um, you know, uh, coming in after yep. um, a legend. So, like, man, what's that like? <laughs> well,
0: so there's there's... I, I said this, and so I, I don't know if you did this on purpose. If you did, it's why you're really good at what you do, Justin. But but, in, right, intimidation, I said there's probably a level of intimidation starting to program from scratch. Mm-hmm. There's a level of intimidation following sure. um, Coach Holly. The thing that I made a conscious effort of at both places, um, and the thing that, that I did especially since April when I got over to Jewel is um, I got to invest in the people. Mm-hmm. And, and so the players... It's really important for me to connect, right? So professors, um, former players, uh, boosters, and and, and so many, so many people love that program and should because they've been a huge part of it. But the players are what make it work. And so it was so important for me to spend so much time connecting. I had multiple individual meetings with every player. Um, And the first couple meetings we had was a lot of listening, Right. Like, what do you love about this place? What do you, what do you hope continues? Uh, If you could see something change, what would it be? What would make you feel better about it? Um, What are your perspectives of X, Y, and Z? And then, so I was able to kind of see where we were at. um, Because I also know that, that they're they're my clients, right? In business, like Mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta make sure your clients are satisfied I got to make sure my players are satisfied, but yet at the same way, you, you've got the vision for where you want it to go and how you want it to to feel or, or what do you want to create. Now it's the same thing for me. I've got a vision for what I want to do, but and it's a credit to Coach Holly, Coach Jimmy Williams, who was the assistant prior coach, Christian Hildenbrandt, who was the assistant that stayed on staff. They recruited great men of character. Yeah. So when you go in and you're sharing, this is where we want to go. This is how I see us getting there. They buy into that. It's cool. Um, a little bit more. So, so yeah, it's intimidating. Um, he gave me a polo shirt, uh, a couple polo shirts after I got there, and we were sitting in his office. And I said, Coach they have any wins in the sleeves? Like, you got (laughs) 900-something of them. Like, can a couple of the wins just fall out? Uh, We laughed and shared that. But, you know, he's been so supportive of it, too, which has been huge, right? I mean, if he wasn't supportive, if he wasn't an advocate for what we're trying to do and how we're trying to do it, um, he's got so much influence and should and has so many – Um, wide-ranging relationships in that program and the history of the program so it's been really really neat and, and you're right in a lot of ways polar opposites but that's grown me as a leader for sure
1: that's awesome man and I just think of like this tension and maybe you're giving me free counseling and advice here but like this tension of leadership of hey when when do you kind of cast vision and tell people to come along like this is where we're going versus like creating consensus right and right. and then those two things aren't all it's not always so black and white of course Wow. but but I really think you know as you're talking about your meetings with players going I mean you didn't come in and say hey coach McCabe here's what we're gonna do this is when we're gonna work out this is what I expect from you like you listened. you asked questions yeah. and you got to know them and and I think there's got to be some tangible benefit from that trusted connection that developed I'd, I'd guess
0: um Ownership, right? So so if I feel like I'm the reason why, my just me as a one person is the reason why our program's having success, um, boy, am I in for it. And so I need more shared ownership, um, and I need to get to the point where the players that I have are the ones who are totally bought in to what we're doing and how we're doing it, where it becomes their program – and I'm helping them facilitate it, um, because it, it, let's let's be real. If I'm if I'm the variable that makes it work or not, then one variable change can break everything, mm-hmm. and that can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we're trying to empower the players, but at the same way, they got to understand the vision, right? Yeah. They can't yeah. just be a mouthpiece for what you want, because then they're just uh, regurgitating information that they might not believe in their core, that they might not feel is is what it is. Mm-hmm. So so it's a balance. Um, it's a huge balance. But if they have more shared ownership about what's going on, then I think that's where your ceiling is raised, where you're going to have a baseline of performance anyways. But how can you get that baseline of performance to go from where it is to even higher than they believe? And that's the, that's the art of leadership, right, is getting them to grow and getting them to, to feel like they can do more than
1: they're even capable of. So good, man. That's so good, and, and it transitions well into you know. I, I, I wasn't there, but I read the transcript of of your press conference, your introduction at Jewel, and and one of the quotes that I thought was fascinating that was said about you. Um, not to make you blush here, but, yeah, it's but easy. you heard it. <laughs> complexion makes it easy. <laughs> yes. Um, but the quote was, Coach McCabe uses the sport of basketball to develop young men of integrity and uh, uh, again William Jewell high academic standards very well respected kind of city on a hill type mm-hmm. place quite literally right mm-hmm. um so 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 that word wasn't necessarily surprising but but I thought to me it was it was an interesting because let's let's face it like at the end of the day you could develop tons of men of integrity and go oh and 34 and probably not worked there for a long time. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, and, 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 in my sports background, I never coached at that level, but I saw plenty of NFL NCAA coaches, great guys, Barry Odom at Mizzou, right? Like that, that concept is incredible. So I want, what I'd love to start with is like, what is integrity? Like, why is that mm. important? What is it in the beginning? Because I think there's, you know, is integrity character? Is integrity doing the right thing? Is integrity honesty? Like, why was that word said about you? Um, and and I guess, like, more practically, like, how how does integrity lead to success? <laughs> or does it? Is it tied together at all?
0: Wow. What a, what a random, um, loaded, like, hard, yeah that's, long question. I'm sorry. Well, I, one, <laughs> I appreciate your preparation because, right, this hopefully it's helpful to, to somebody um, as far as understanding kind of the story about how do you become or how do you have success. And I don't know, right? I mean, I've had success, but that doesn't guarantee future success. Um, so so to me, integrity is pretty, pretty simple, which is knowing the difference between right or wrong and always choosing right. Um, if you get, you know, 100 opportunities – you got to choose right a hundred times, um, because the the time that you don't is impactful um, to that person, and I think compromises the other ninety nine times. Yeah. Um, there's a level of consistency with integrity, and I don't know that that's something that right probably isn't scientifically proven, and a psychologist, you know, psychology professors would tell me no, but like. Um, Integrity—you know—knowing what you're going to get from somebody, um, knowing how how they're going to react, and knowing what they're knowing what they're available for, mm. knowing um, how to connect with them—I think that's got to do with integrity. Um, because I don't think that uh, people of high integrity always choose right, um, but people of high integrity also, uh, when something's wrong, they're involved. Um, they're not immune from being wrong. Um, they're not immune from doing wrong, but when there's that conscious decision to be made, um, there, there's one avenue to go. Um, and then there's a, there's a difference between agreement and understanding, right. With integrity, um, and with leadership and decision, because to me, um, there, there's, I'm okay with disagreements. Um, I, I I don't want to be confrontational, Hmm. but if you're a leader and you stand for something, there's people who are going to be on the other side of that. They just don't, might not believe the same things. The, the difference is in the understanding component, which is if you and I disagree about something, let's make sure that we understand the core of what we're talking about so that we could disagree, stand up from the table, shake hands, and go separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a huge part of integrity is I can disagree with you. Um, I can have a conversation with you. And I can shake your hand and tell you I just – I still don't agree, yeah. but okay. Um, and I feel like that's a, that's a solid core of who somebody is because that translates, right? That translates in sports and business and family and friendships and, mm. and all kinds of things. And I think that's really important. So I don't know if that's what uh, – who said that quote. I don't know if that's what they meant. I don't know if that's their experiences with me or not, um, but that's my long-winded definition. I love it, man, and love it's the way so, to see it.
1: Yeah, no, it's so. It's so. I mean, you nailed it. It's like it's impactful or it's applicable in literally every area. And I'm sitting here going, man, like that sharp comment I made to Brooke <laughs> that was like <laughs> felt right and felt true to me at the time. Like I didn't see her perspective. I didn't under. There was no understanding. It was it was falling on that disagreement again. I could use a thousand examples of where. I've blown that but man that's 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 super fascinating because it, it leads me to my next kind of comment which and we share I don't know him nearly as well as you do I'm getting to know him but there's a guy in Liberty Rob Miller sure <clears throat> um, who among other things runs this really cool community of kind of this organic like not super flashy um, coaching kind of Uh, knowledge-based information thing, program, I guess you'd say, Um, speaking and content and all sorts of stuff. So we've done some work with him and gotten to know him and his team a little bit. Um, And his quote, which I thought is again, maybe make you blush. uh, He said, it's been fun to watch Chris grow into one of the finest coaches I've seen in my 35 plus years involved in the sport. And to hear a guy like Rob, who's no BS, mm-hmm. very straightforward, and, and where I, where I want to get to my long-winded question here is um, something he said, independent of hearing anything about you, he told me at one point, he's like, man, like, especially at the high school level and the youth sports level, we focus so much on the X's and O's as a culture. Like, we, we think right. the problem is, like, an X and O problem, and the problem and the opportunity is it's a character problem. It's an integrity issue. It's a culture thing. Um, which, which is harder maybe to like define and, and put, you know, pretty bows around. But again, as I'm tying this thread together with you is like integrity, character Mm -hmm. development, buy in shared ownership, right? Like that's not an out of bounds. The out of bounds play is important. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But like, it feels like you kind of embody this, um, yeah, this Rob Miller way of, of coaching, and I'd love to know kind of how, yeah. how that came to be and why that's important. Um, well,
0: it, it's kind of Rob to say. Rob's been a, Rob's been a very – he's been a mentor of mine. Um, the thing about Rob, too, is he'll never take any credit for it. Right. But he – Rob's been a mentor of mine because he's been able to tell me when I've been wrong, too. He's, you know I mean he's he certainly is given a compliment or put an arm around and but but he's also I'm, I remember one story Justin where I was struggling with the player connecting with the player and, and making sure to hold him accountable versus how it impacts the team and and it's 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night after we play and I just sent him a message and you know, we talked that night and and he's like, this is what I think you should do. And I said, but I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, am not confident in if this is the right thing. He said, if you're asking me, I think this is what you need to do because this is how it impacts the team. This is. So he's always told me the truth, um, and, and he's just obviously he's phenomenal at what he does and what his program does. Um, you, the, the the specific answer to your question is is a, is a story. Um, which is I love well, it. Well, I love those answers. I love the story. I'll tell you this much, you can't <laughs> win enough. All right. So 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 huh. as far as coaching as I was go. Um you're never going to win enough because you're going to lose a game. And if the only thing you're worried about's winning, you're never going to win enough. Hmm. And what happened to me was um, I gave the story of those those guys that first group of guys I had at North. And they went from sophomores who you know, we had a game at Platte County where one of my guys got bumped and threw the ball inbound, got bumped by a cheerleader, threw the ball inbounds to the other team. They shot a layup and were down by about 40 at that point. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> oh my say God. Four. Well, no, no, no. 40. And I'm thinking to myself, well, oh boy, is this how it goes? Like, this what is rough. Yeah. And then that group were in the fi- our second Final Four. We're state championship good. Um, still think that 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 group, I still know that group was good enough to win it. And we rebounded a ball up one um, late clock in the state semifinal game. And one of my guys kind of got undercut. And as he went to the ground, he let go of the ball before he hit the ground. And the baseline official was blocked as as he was looking out. So the whistle blows. There's eight seconds, 8.6 seconds to go on the clock, I believe. And um, everybody kind of freezes for a second because he hears the whistle blow and he calls traveling. And so we turn the ball over on the travel, they score on the subsequent baseline out of bounds play. We run a full court play, have a turnover, and we lose. Um, mm. and so
1: semifinals of state. State semifinal. And
0: I'm and I'm this is this is my group now that I was telling you that's inbounding the ball that's getting fouled by cheerleaders and inbounding the ball. As sophomores, this is my group that's seniors. Mm. So we've been through it. Um we're devastated. Oh, Um and what what changed is I walked in that locker room and I can I can tell you where where Justin Offenbecker was, where Jake Hansen was, where Zach Star was. Um I, I could go through mm. on and on because I remember seeing where those guys were and they were devastated. Some guys were laying on the floor, right, just just broken heads down. Mm. Broken. That's a great term. And and I walked in there and like in that moment, in that moment I thought wait a second, if we would have won, I wouldn't have felt any different about them, Mm. right? Like, I still love them. They still work this hard. We still did all these things together. And I think they still love me. Mm. And I just thought, wow, like this might have been the moment. And and I didn't realize, like at the moment, I knew there was something different about it. But I've always used that story for coaches because we could have the state championship trophy – and that doesn't change anything about that team. That doesn't change anything about my relationships with those guys. Um, the work we did. Hey, we had conflict with that team, right? We had guys upset and frustrated about playing time and roles. And we had parents, that, a parent that was frustrated. Like, we had it all, man. Of
1: course, yeah. So but, you're but, dealing with humans. Of course you did. But,
0: but in that moment, okay. those guys, that's what mattered. And And so I've just always thought that, like, what we get judged for in this profession is, you know, an hour and a half, two hours of entertainment for a lot of people that's hours upon hours of work for, for others. So my, my the reason for the story is to answer the question, which is um, I probably should have called timeout at the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter when we were a little fatigued because we took a bad shot on that, same pos- on that possession that my assistant told me to take the timeout on that I didn't. And they went down and number 13, hit a third left-handed kid from Republic, hit a three. So from an X's and O's standpoint, right, I was wrong there. Mm-hmm. And and Joe Price was right that I should have called the timeout. Um, but my point of the story is that's one X's and O's, but but those relationships, if you ask those guys, those memories, those moments, all those things, um, those, those last. And so, yeah, we don't have the state championship trophy, but when we have the reunions and those guys get together um, – it doesn't change anything,
1: dude. I literally have chills. I uh, I was not anticipating being emotional at right now at <laughs> eleven fifteen in the morning, but man, like I think there's um that there there's a very evident reason why you're a division two basketball head coach, right? Like, is that right, division yeah, two? Okay, I'm sorry. I, it it some is. I get confused sometimes. I'm like, what is you know what is it exactly? Um, and. Man, it, like it resonates deep within me that there's this, um, and, and maybe I'm 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 biased here because like we have five kids who are involved in some form of athletics, and like that coaching relationship. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I remember my senior year, like we make it to state section, whatever sectionals in football, I and mean, Columbia Hickman came into our place. We were supposed to beat them, and they beat us. And I, I and I remember my dad actually has a picture that. The current AD of Oak Park, Casey in. Embr- he's a big dude. I was a little scrawny sure. receiver. Um, and he's embracing me, and we're both crying. And it's like, I, but that's a special memory for me. Yep, We lost. It sucked. Like, we shouldn't have lost, right? And it would have, of course, been more fun and better to win. But I think there's this um, – um, avert and, and i have it deep within me but there's this aversion to pain that we want to avoid pain at all costs and yeah. in, a- in actuality the pain is kind of what binds us and like that's that moment of those 18 year old boys laying right. prostate on the floor like is actually one of probably their most like bonded together mm-hmm. memories mm-hmm. we'll ever have and they mm-hmm. probably at their christmas tables talk about that story you know with their with their own kids right. or whatever i don't know i'm rambling it no but you're because right, you connected
0: to us no you're right and and but yet at the same time let's not split hairs like we got to produce yeah right so if i if in that moment it was the first round of districts and we were 6 and 16 it's probably not the same feeling mm-hmm. so let's not right yeah. say that yeah. it, it's always it's one or the other always yeah. but you, you, we'd need somebody to really study this because i've never seen a team mm-hmm. who's won a championship go to the post-game press conference and talk about how they hated their teammates. <laughs> That's right. I've never seen somebody talk about how we hated the coaches. I've never seen somebody go up there and say, you know, we didn't work really hard. We just got pretty lucky. You always hear about how hard they work. Yep. You hear about how many sacrifices they make. So there's a there's there's common threads, right, through it. Um, you have great coaches who don't achieve. Great coaches who don't achieve. And you have average coaches who achieve more. Um, so – so there, there is a production component of it too, though, and and that's, but but if you're only worried about the production, I think the byproduct then sometimes you loses the other stuff because then you're you're like your result, which is sometimes you're good, sometimes you're not, and I don't think that's a good way to operate.
1: Yeah, so good, man. That's so good. Um, so specifically, I'm curious, like, how you're wired, man. Like, how do you like? What's a day look like for you? I think there's so many components that you have to be juggling. I, I can't even imagine in terms of like current player development, staff development? How do you deal with the administration? How do you deal with supporters and boosters? And how do you recruit? Like, (laughs) how do you kind of frame up, like, what, you know, are are there tactics or tips or ways that you have have learned of, like, hey, this is what a day looks like for me. I know they're all different.
0: Well, yeah, so they're all different, but but preparation's a huge part of it. Um, I spend – Uh, a lot of time in my notebook i spend a lot of time writing typing Mm -hmm. my wife chuckles um she'll send me the gif of like you know somebody frantically typing right (laughs) all she hears is the keys (laughs) on the keyboard (laughs) right um i constantly carry note cards in my pocket and um in my ipad and so i'll just i'll be standing in line to pick up food at a to-go and Something will pop in my head, and I'll write it down on a note card. I've got them next to my bed. I've got them in my office. I've got them next to the chair I sit in. I've got them. Um, they're, they're spread out because. What are,
1: are they about? Plays? Yes. Are they about, okay, yes. yeah, whatever, whatever they, it is. A
0: recruit yeah. I need to call. Yep, um, yep. A play I need to put in. Yep. A um, a meeting that I need to think about in yep. April. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, All you people. name it, It's yep. it's. It's all of it because all of that matters, but yet at the same time, all that matters is to take care of my players. So so it's this really fine line because any time that I'm spending time organizing notebooks and, and trying to make sure that everything's aligned perfectly, I'm not doing something else. Um, and so as organized as I try to be, as organized as I try to pride myself on being, um, there's a lot of times where it's... You know, it looks a lot more organized than it is. But, but, I mean, I have notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks in an online database that I use. And just, you know, if I put something in there, I'll put a reminder on it for one week. And it's not something that I need immediately, but uh, I use voice text, voice memos all the time um, to do it. So it's just a constant spewing of information and yeah. trying to capture it somewhere so I could come back to it if it's not something that I need immediate action on. And then the other thing's delegation. Mm. Like I've got a wonderful assistant. Christian Hildenbrand is a terrific assistant, mm. very capable, um, very competent. And so there's things that I delegate to him, but then there's a lot of things I don't need to get delegate to him because he's got enough initiative to go do them by himself. That's cool. So, um, you know, understanding kind of the, the priorities of what you need to do, right, what's important now versus what needs to be done. Uh, those are always battles. So yeah, yeah, there's not true. enough time in the day yeah. for it all, but but – trying to make sure that, that, you know, you're making a conscious effort to be involved in as much as you can.
1: Yeah. I, I know coaching has kind of this reputation. I, I'd, I'd just be curious to know, like, um, are you a up early guy? Are you an up late guy? Are you both yeah. you both ends of the candle? Like, I, I remember, um, you know, not, not comparing you to, to Andy Reid by any means, but in um, any way, I'm just, just telling the story. It, you know, there was never, literally never a time when I would pull into the right. chief's parking. And again, I'm like the dumb <laughs> sales guy, right? Like I'm, I'm there half the time max. Um, cause we're out with clients and doing whatever, mm-hmm. but like literally his vehicle is in the same spot all the right. time. Doesn't matter. Like what, right. whatever day of the week, whatever holiday it was, like 5am and 12pm, like whatever. It was always mm-hmm. there. Like how, how do you, uh, cause again, mm-hmm. in your world, you can never probably ever be off right like you're all there's always a recruit there's always a thing there's always tape to watch like how are you wired and kind of juggling that stuff
0: um I've got a wife who's wonderful and tells me the truth yeah that helps Uh, I haven't been perfect in that yeah um and so she's helped hold me accountable um because we pride our family on on uh you know loving each other taking care of each other Mm -hmm. I pride our basketball program on a lot of the same stuff but then, if I'm not taking care of my own family because I'm spending so much time with them, then it's a hard balance. Man. One that I'm learning, yeah, um, and growing and getting better at. I got a lot of people helping me yeah. do that. Um, so that's that's where I always start, right? Mm. Is, is she tells me the truth. I don't always like it.
1: Oh man, I, I'm right. married to one of those two. Right? I, <laughs> I don't hard. always, yep. I don't always
0: like the the truth because and there's all there is always something to be doing, right? There is always. A recruit the text there is always a game to watch on tape or there is a, a plan to develop but at the same time there's only so many times your daughter wants you to you to sit in the chair and watch Doc McStuffins with her so awesome, you know you got to do that too um and I'm not great at that I'm getting better at it but I'm not great at it um hmm. but no I'll, I mean I'll be up I'll be up super late um uh, just you know it's quiet when it's late Yep. everybody else in bed, and so there's there's a lot of work that gets done, yep. you know, at one, two a.m. That, um, you know, gives me the time to focus and, and get that done. But at the same time, it doesn't allow me the time to collaborate mm. because, mm. well, I don't know. Coach Hildenbrand's usually awake, but but <laughs> there's a lot of other times where where I could probably be more productive. But. Yeah, balancing your schedule, finding the right yeah. schedule. But, yeah, you're yeah. right. Andy Reid's that way. Bill Snyder was that way. K-State, right? The Cadillac was always in the same spot. Like you always just he yeah, he did you drive a Cadillac? He did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is just perfect,
1: isn't perfect. it, coach? It's yeah. perfect. It's um, perfect. And it's an interesting segue. So, I, I think, um, and again, I, I don't know to what extent or what level, but, you know, uh, Snyder has your – kind of k-state connection but there there's a little bit of jewel connection still right didn't right, you yeah. like what's
0: yeah so we were talking about this before he he he's a jewel grad um, and then since he's retired um, our president uh, president McLeod walls and our athletic director Tom Eisenhower and some other folks up there on the hill have engaged yeah, him that's cool um, and so he came back in August and was the keynote speaker of our meet the coaches nights so we got to spend some time together that's awesome. I've got a wonderful picture um, of me my wife who worked with him right when she was marketing promotions football at k-state and my daughter um oh that's and so, cool. so it, it's really special to me uh to tell you about my daughter uh what's funny justin is um she's known who coach Snyder is mm. you know we talked about him or there's a picture of him or we would watch him on tv well we get there early for the meet the coaches event in august so me melinda and eliana are standing there talking to coach and, and catching up and anyways we go on about our way well then my parents get there a little bit later coach snyder now the crowd's starting to fill up right and so my my at the time four-year-old daughter goes and grabs my parents and my grandmother and says come here come here and she walks up to coach snyder and she pulls him by on his arm on his suit and goes, coach snyder i want you to meet my mimi and poppy and my (laughs) g-mama So that if that doesn't tell you about my daughter, I don't know what will. No so the, fear, here, here man. here's Let's the greatest on. football coach in college football history at a at an event where he's engaging with people. My little four year t- t- old, five year old, just goes over it. So it's the so innocence fast. of it, right to her, it's beautiful to her. I mean, it doesn't matter. So oh, it's beautiful. But yeah, so he's been involved and and is helping kind of push and promote and advise cool. a, a lot of things cool. and. And, and, you know, an, an idol of mine in a lot of ways with the yeah. program and the sustainability he built at K-State.
1: Yeah, yeah. R- handwriting notes every day, right? Yeah. Isn't that what his deal He's, was? We've got
0: one in our basement. Do you really? We do. Oh, we man, do. you're going to
1: make me jealous. That's yeah. amazing. All in purple ink, too, right? Purple pen. Purple pen. You yeah. bet. What a you deal. Bet. What a deal. Um. Well, look, look, you got to get back to your, your real gig. I, I could talk to you forever. But before we do that, we're going to wrap up here in just a second. But my last question is, man, where do you, like – Jewel's got some cool stuff going on. Like, you're building a cool, again, building upon a really neat foundation. Right. Um, like, there's new buildings kind of underway. Like, well, yes. tell, tell us about, like, where are you headed, man? Like, I've yeah. asked you a million questions about how we got here, but, like, where's it going?
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of excitement. Um, Jewel is is iconic to the community in a lot of ways, and there's so much pride in the alumni, the folks who have been through Jewel. Totally. Um, that, that the people who are connected there love it there. Um, so, so I got hired in April and since I've been hired in April, they've also hired a vice president for enrollment and marketing, Eric Blair, who's Mm. a Juul graduate. So Eric's going out and he's helping, you know, get the word out about Juul to help Mm. uh, get folks interested and and, and get people around and market the place so that we're keeping up with the changing landscape that is education. Um, and get people in, um, our athletic director, Tom Eisenhower, um, is working with our Vice President Clark Morris in advancement and some folks there, Susan Tiedemann, to help um, look at you know a center for sports and fitness, which would be a new mm-hmm. building that would house um, you know, it'd be our, uh, a new arena in essence. Cool. Um, cool. And so that's super exciting because uh, the maybe Center has served its purpose for, for almost 40 years in a great great way. but when you're when you're competing at the level that we're competing at with what's important, that improves the student athlete experience. Yeah. And then our president's just doing amazing work on campus in all areas. Um, Let let me say this about our athletic director. He's also looking at expanded programs. So we've Mm. got a powerlifting and CrossFit program that's coming on. Mm. And there's others that are coming because he understands. He was a jewel student athlete. He understands that experience Mm. and what what that's like. So he really wants that. So he's helping grow that. Um, and align the department. And then our president is just, you know, she's got her hands in everything, obviously, but she's doing a great job trying to make sure that we're reaching out to the to people to get this campus to connect students to get more diversity on campus to be more equitable and accessible to people. So that so that jewel is a representation of being a critical thinking college for a lot of people that can really really push forward um, and and get out and spread. We've got so many alums here in Kansas City that are so prideful of the place. Like I said, so. Mm-hmm. I've been so, so – everything that I went through in the interview process has come to fruition, um, and then some. And so it's really exciting. Um, Now we just got to do our part to, you know, keep the momentum.
1: That's awesome, man. I lied. You made me think of one more question. Interview process, head coaching, D2, big time, college basketball. Um, That's probably a little different than me, like, interviewing for a, you know – random sales job like what's what's that I've always heard yeah. those proverbial like oh we had this nine hour I'm like yeah. what the hell do you guys talk about so <laughs> <laughs> like the,
0: well we're almost what an hour in and we can keep going yeah that's so, true, so, that's true. So maybe maybe it's just two fools like us talking too much but um yeah it was crazy I, I interviewed uh three or four different days um wow. with multiple people um I I had a lot of preparation done prior to it, mm. so that I could kind of send material in advance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I could send material in advance for them to review, so that it would help kind of uh, get to more of the core of the conversation earlier. Mm. Mm. Um, but it was great. I, I it went from an interview the first time that I had the conversation to when I got on campus and met with the president and met with mm. other people to more of a conversation. Mm. Um, and so that's what had me so excited in March. About it was that I see what they're trying to do, what they want. I feel like I align with some of that. Mm. So then the wheels started turning about what it can be. Um, But yeah, it was it was quite a process. Um, It was exciting because I got to go through it. But then I also got to think, okay, are the things that I'm saying the things that I'm doing, or are they just what I'm saying? And so I made sure that everything I said was something that that you know has been done because I didn't want to just answer questions to get a job I wanted to answer questions with this is authentic this to is me. who it is yeah. this yeah. is who I am um, you know I always said I'm interviewing for this job now but in reality I've interviewed for it for 13 14 years so ca- cool. call every official call opposing coaches you know do your because I'm not going to list a bad reference I've never been anybody list a bad reference right call everybody you know and see and so that's part of integrity too right that's cool, is, is you know what have you done what have you put out there that people uh, you know feel like they can vouch for you on
1: well said, man. What a good way to end it. All right, so every show we ask the same five questions to each of our guests. Right. Um, so just rapid fire, whatever comes to mind first. No right or wrong answers. Uh, all right, here we go. What is the last book that you've uh, read or listened to? Assuming you have. Ooh, audio. Uh, yeah, so audio books <laughs> are good. Um, game changer, by the way. Yeah, yeah total game. Changer.
0: Podcasts, love podcasts. Yep. So this is cool to be able to yep. do. I listen to podcasts every day. Um, okay, so I answered two ways. The, the last book that I've read. Um, in print was getting to us. Seth Davis had mm. Mike Krzyzewski, Debo, Sweeney, Tom Izzo, Brad Stevens, Doc Rivers, a bunch of different coaches. Oh. And he kind of profiled um, profiled them in different ways, but common threads. So that was really good. Cool. And then, um, uh, I, this is odd, but the last audiobook I, I, I listened to, um, and I'm not all the way through it, was uh, Manhunt, which is uh, Peter Berg and the CNN huh. reporter uh, talked about the 10-year stretch of the hunt for Bin Laden. Oh, and so I, uh, I'm about halfway through that. Um, so I uh, probably don't need any more intensity in my life, but for some <laughs> yeah, reason uh, that was the book
1: that I got drawn to. That's so. great. That's great. All right. Uh, we talk a lot about kind of, um, moving through fear and, and going for, going for it. Um, yeah. what would you do right now if you weren't afraid? That's assuming you are. Afraid wow.
0: Something. Uh, well, yeah. problem is I'm probably afraid of everything. Um, yeah, me too, bro. Uh what would I do right now if I wasn't afraid? Um I would probably take more time off work.
1: Huh. Yeah. Yeah. What a great honest answer, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me t- me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks like, "Yeah, please take some more off." <laughs> or or maybe not. Um cool. What what is one thing a little bit lighter softball here yeah. that if people knew that you did that they'd think you're weird or crazy or
0: Oh, Gosh,
1: that's there's too many of those. <laughs> oh,
0: there's too many of those. Um, I I have this like like folding laundry is a total like stress relief. Like really, I just I, I could fold laundry forever. So, my wife tells me to stop folding laundry to come and just relax. And I'm like, no, this is my way of relaxing. <laughs> so, uh, folding laundry is is certainly yeah. Um, but but there's a million weird things just about like. My shoes, the way my closets hung, like that's probably some obsessive compulsive disorder stuff. My, my my good buddy Rob James, give shout out to Rob. He uh, he says I'm not OCD. I'm um, I'm CDO. I'm so OCD. The letters have to go in order. Uh, <laughs> so have fun have fun with that one. But, <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Yeah. Which again probably makes you really great. The, yeah. the part of the reason it makes you really great at your job. Um, what's your favorite place on earth besides the basketball field yeah. court?
0: Uh, without a doubt, it's my house, ha- my house mm. without a doubt mm. be- being at my house with my, with my wife, with my daughter, with my dogs. Mm. There's, there's no place in the world that gives me more comfort than, than being able
1: to be there. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, cool. Heavy, heavy handed one here or or heavy, heavy mm. hitting one, not hanging heavy handed when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for?
0: Hmm. Well, um, maybe it's a cop out because it's been a conversation, but, but, but hopefully a, a person of integrity, right? Um, hopefully somebody that, um, took care of people that cared about people that, that, you know, had success and was competent in what they did, but, but who, who just really cared about doing the right thing and helping people.
1: Um, that would be, that would, that would mean a lot, man. So good. All right. Well, we are way over time with you, but I'm so grateful that you, you carve it out with us. Um, I think people are going to, really 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 resonate with everything you've said man so um before we go where can people follow along on your journey sure. or on, uh, with the program or what's the best way for them to touch base?
0: yeah with? so um social media wise um coach mccabe on twitter and instagram um my email's on the on the jewel website so it's mccabe c at Edu. and if there's anything right people listening i mean if you're listening you're you're you you're wanting something. You're curious about something. Um, I don't have answers, um, but uh, but I love sharing. Um, I love sharing. I went to a coach's clinic and had the fortune of speaking at a couple different coaches' mm-hmm. clinics. <clears throat> excuse me, this this October. And I what I told them at the clinic is, I'm not telling you. I'm sharing with you. Yeah. Right. Because if I was telling you, I'd fly on private jets and be a national consultant for the NBA. Right. Yeah. I don't have the answers. I just have what we believe in and what we do. So, um, you know, if there's something that that you want to share with me, if there's something I can share with you, um, please reach out. I hope that you know our conversation's productive and and hope, helpful for somebody. Um, but I, you know, a lot of people have helped me, so so it's my my privilege to be able to try to help who I can.
1: I love it. So good, man. Well, thank you so much, Coach, and best of luck the rest of this season, Justin. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Of course.